This is The Guardian. I'm Jane Lee, and this is your campaign catch-up. It's Tuesday, the 12th of April. Every afternoon until polling day, I'll bring you up to date on the latest news in the 2022 federal election. Today, political editor Catherine Murphy joins me to talk about the coalition's problem with Education Minister Alan Tudge. But first, here's what happened today. The major parties stayed in their campaigning comfort zones. Prime Minister Scott Morrison was in Western Sydney, where he promised to add 1.3 million jobs over the next five years. And he capitalised on Labor leader Anthony Albanese's gaffe on the unemployment rate. The issue is... There's something Anthony Albanese should be apologising for. It should be that he doesn't have an economic plan. They don't have the economic experience. They are not proven and tested. Albanese stayed in Tasmania, where he was repeatedly forced to acknowledge his mistake at his daily press conference. He also hit back at the government's own economic record. This is a government that had made 55, 55 uh, projections on wages, and on 52 of them they've been wrong. 52 out of 55, they have been wrong. Uh, This is a government that don't have a plan for the economy. The Labor leader pledged to restore Medicare rebates for telehealth mental health appointments in regional Australia, which the coalition removed at the start of the year. It should never have been removed. It should be a permanent level of support because uh, we should regard people's access to mental health care as no different from if someone breaks an arm, they expect to get treated by a doctor. And Finance Minister Simon Birmingham hosed down Prime Minister Scott Morrison's support yesterday for a private member's bill that would exclude trans women from women's sports. Do you do you want trans women excluded? Uh, no, Patricia, and I don't think that's uh, what uh, anybody is calling for. These are sensitive issues. That's that exactly what the Prime Minister called for. What, uh, what we have is that there are uh, some sporting bodies, uh, women's sporting bodies, who are keen to ensure the safety or integrity uh, of their competitions. It's equally important to ensure uh, that the rights of individuals uh, and uh, the rights of individuals of different gender identities are also respected and considered. Senator Birmingham joins a number of moderate Liberals who've told The Guardian that it's an unnecessary move because issues of strength and stamina are already carved out from the current Sex Discrimination Act. Nationals leader Barnaby Joyce visited the Northern Territory, promising to transform the Middle Arm Development Precinct into an international hub for processing gas and high-value minerals. What we're doing here at Middle Arm with one and a half billion dollars is going to be transformative, assisting us in growing our gas exports, our critical mineral exports, and development of hydrogen. It is making sure that this port becomes one of the premier ports in Australia. Darwin's current port is under a controversial 99-year lease to Chinese company Landbridge, and the Deputy Prime Minister says Australia must become stronger and more resilient against geopolitical tensions. Hey, Murph, how are you going today? Hello, lovely Jane. I'm all right. How are you? (laughs) I'm okay too. Uh, Let's kick off. Tudgegate. (laughs) (laughs) Have we 
reached the status of a gate? Maybe. Anyway, yeah. It's only day three. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, Murph, the Prime Minister continues today to be asked questions about his Education Minister, Alan Tudge. Remind us again why Mr Tudge first stepped aside back in December. Uh, What happened was uh, Alan Tudge's former advisor, Rochelle Miller, made some allegations, and we need to be clear, denied by Tudge, that he was both physically and emotionally abusive to her uh, during the period uh, where she was employed by him and also involved in a relationship with him. After Rochelle Miller made those allegations, basically Tudge, while denying them, removed himself to the backbench. The Prime Minister then constituted an inquiry by a respected former bureaucrat by the name of Vivian Tom. Uh, Vivian Tom concluded there had been no breach of the standards, although there were two interesting caveats in her observation uh, or, or in her findings. One, she made the point that Rochelle Miller had not participated in the inquiry. The other thing she said, I mean, I won't quote her directly, but she basically made the point that the ministerial standards don't really go to that alleged behaviour. So I guess a reasonable reader could conclude, ipso facto, well, there's no breach of standards if the standards doesn't cover it. So Mm. that's where it ended up. And Mr Tudge continues to stand aside. There's an acting education minister in his position. A new development since this campaign has been that First News Corp reported and The Guardian's now confirmed that the Department of Finance has actually negotiated a payment to Tudge's ex-staffer Rochelle Miller of more than $500,000. But the coalition's still refusing to comment on what this payment is for or if it even exists. So what do we know about this payment so far, Murph? (laughs) Well, not a lot. Uh, that's that's the issue. Uh, Rochelle Miller instituted legal proceedings uh, alleging a bunch of stuff about her treatment while she was employed in two government ministerial offices. Uh, we we presume, but do not know that the payment relates to that legal action or threatened legal action. But beyond that, we have no real particulars. The Coalition's campaign spokesperson, Anne Rustin, said earlier this week the payout was not related to the denied by Tudge alleged misconduct allegations that Miller raised last December, but then you know, said, oh, I don't know anything about it. Go to the Department of Finance if you've got questions. Our reporter, Josh Butler, went to the Department of Finance uh, to put the questions <laughs> naturally that he had about this to the department and, and basically got no answers. So we're sort of in this spiral of somebody else is responsible for that. I don't know the details. Talk to the hand, tell someone who cares, which is really an extraordinary set of circumstances given that this this isn't a private issue. This isn't a minister, you know, privately paying out a staffer following a legal action or a threatened legal action. This is taxpayers picking up the tab for this. Mm, absolutely. And um, while that there's questions remain around this payment of over half a million dollars, Prime Minister Scott Morrison continues to maintain that Alan Tudge will have a place if he wants it in his cabinet if the coalition is re-elected to government. But given the coalition's been plagued by multiple scandals over the past couple of years, How do you think that could play out for the government during this campaign? You've summarised the conditions beautifully. Uh, It is... It is pretty incredible, really. I mean, uh, you know, the, there's there's sort of a point back from that, which is this sort of strange set of circumstances where <laughs> Alan Dutch was out of the front bench 
on the backbench, but then also the Prime Minister said on Sunday he's still in the Cabinet. So there's this sort of been this deliberate, I think, ambiguity about his status now. He's on the backbench, but he's sort of on the front bench to the extent that he maintains a claim on the position. Uh, you know, there's all of that, uh, which is just like the Ministry of Silly Walks. Then how about the politics of all of this, given what has preceded it, given the year that has preceded it? Well, uh, look, I think by trying to move on exponentially fast by sort of lifting the the volume of his own campaign, the Prime Minister is, is trying to wriggle out from underneath this. He's trying to sweep people past this real, real fast. Look, uh, you know, that stuff happened, but we had an inquiry and he's all cleared and it's all fine after the election. He'll come back and it's all terrific. And what are you asking me these stupid pesky questions about? You know, let's talk about how Anthony Albanese doesn't know what the cash rate is, right? That is That is clearly where the Prime Minister is at at the moment. He wants to move people past quickly. I think for people uh, who have been following the sort of cultural reckoning of the last 12 months, this will be yet another example of, uh, you know, of them just throwing up their hands and saying, you know, what, are you serious? Like, really? Um, you know, for voters who are very animated by this and who, uh, you know, who have, in essence, decoupled from the government in terms of supporting the government because of these issues, well, it'll just reinforce that negative sentiment. But I think, uh, you know, what the Prime Minister's embarking on or trying to do at the moment is just is to make as much noise as possible, to slide past as quickly as possible in the hope that no one notices and Alan Tudge returns uh, basically to the Cabinet uh, in the event that he wins the election. Murph, it feels it. It really. It certainly seems like Albanese's gaffe on the, on the cash rate and the unemployment rate is dominating the coverage of today's campaign over and above this problem that we've been discussing with Alan Tudge. Why do you think that is? The last 24 hours have been a triumph of the gotcha over the substance. Uh, voters, I hope, will reflect on substance. They'll reflect soberly and carefully about, uh, you know, things that matter and, and, and patterns of behaviour rather than momentary slips and trips on the campaign trail. Uh, but there's many weeks to go and, and, you know, who knows, Jane, who wins the message war. Thanks so much, Murph. That's your campaign catch-up for today. We'll be back tomorrow at 4pm. And you can hear more of Catherine Murphy on the Australian Politics podcast every week. Just search for Australian Politics wherever you're listening to this podcast. This episode was produced by Daniel Simo and me, Jane Lee. The executive producers are Miles Martignoni and Gabrielle Jackson. Catch you tomorrow. Listener.